You're listening to episode three of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a holistic nutritionist and women's lifestyle coach living in Hamilton, Ontario in Canada. And here on the Room to Grow podcast, I bring you thoughts or guests in areas of nutrition, mindset, lifestyle, and entrepreneurship that will help you gain confidence so you can stress less and elevate yourself to create the life you love. We are not here to do things perfectly, but we are here to learn from each other and to grow with lots of self-love and compassion along the way. Let's get started. Hey there, and welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily, and today I want to talk to you about why you are so exhausted. And this is huge. I have so many people, endless numbers of people, come to me saying how tired they are, that they have no energy. I, I'm sure that it's one of uh, the, the biggest things that a lot of people go to their doctors about as well. Fatigue and, and exhaustion and lack of energy in general is one of the most common complaints from most people. So many of us are just kind of going through the motions of life and often just feeling like we're having to push and push and push just for fairly basic tasks in life just to get through the day and and we are just exhausted all of the time. So I want to go through some of the reasons why that's happening because I think that there's a lot of things that we overlook and we also often will try and overthink it and make it bigger than it needs to be when in fact there are, are a lot of fairly simple things that we can do that can have a huge, huge impact on how we're feeling energy wise. So I'm going to dive right in. Very first one, I'm sure no one is going to be surprised. I'm going to mention this, but uh, caffeine. Caffeine is probably having a bigger effect on you than you may realize. Um, I, I talk to people all the time that say that, you know, they can have a, co- a cup of coffee right before bed and they're totally fine. And you might be. That's, you know, it, occasionally everyone is different. Everyone is biochemically unique. So yes, that is possible. I'm not saying that it's impossible. However, Have you ever taken the steps to actually remove that caffeine and see how you feel? Other than, you know, if you're somebody who has quite a bit of caffeine each day, yes, the first few days you may have a bit of a headache or something like that. So beyond that, like you need to give yourself, I would say at least a couple of weeks without it to really see the true effects and and the impact that it can have on you. Remove it for at least a couple of weeks and see how you actually feel. So once you get over the hump of of that initial stage where you might not feel your best and you're just dying for that cup of coffee, um, we're actually a lot more sensitive to caffeine than a lot of us would like to think that we are. So that's something to be really aware of. And caffeine also comes in different forms too. So it's not just coffee. I, I know obviously all kinds of people are coffee drinkers. There's also tea. And yes, green tea does still have uh, caffeine in it, quite a bit of caffeine. Um, But there's also sort of more hidden things like kombucha. Kombucha is made from tea. So for anyone who isn't familiar, kombucha can be really, really helpful for digestion. And there's lots of great health benefits to it, uh, all kinds of good things. It's delicious, one of my personal favorites. But it is still caffeinated because it is brewed from tea. That's just the way it is. And and not herbal tea. It is brewed from... Um, tea that does have caffeine in it. So that's something to be aware of where it can kind of be hiding and and you might not be aware of it. Um, Dark chocolate. The darker you go, the more caffeine there is. And again, huge, huge dark chocolate fan over here. Um, But I do have to be careful because I'm very sensitive to caffeine. 
I don't drink coffee. I don't drink regular tea for those reasons, but I do have kombucha and dark chocolate. And I have to try and time it because I've noticed if there have been nights where I have had uh, either one of those very close to bed, I definitely notice a huge impact on my sleep. And again, this will look a little bit different for everyone, but caffeine does have a bigger effect on us than we would like to admit that it does sometimes. So that's something to be really aware of for sure. Uh, sometimes people will do better with none. Sometimes people can handle a little bit. Sometimes people can handle more than others. But I think it's more about learning your body, learning what is working for you and really paying attention to the signs that so often we were just stuck in these habits that we stop paying attention because we, we really lose the ability to notice what our bodies are actually trying to tell us. We've been doing something for so long that we've completely lost it, lost touch with what our bodies are, are actually trying to, the signs that, are, that our bodies are trying to give us. So that's something to be really, really aware of is that caffeine can definitely have a, a big impact on us. Um, from a digestion standpoint, the other thing that I want to mention about caffeine, sometimes people will do better with caffeine with their food. So I, I have heard this before that sometimes if people are having caffeine on an empty stomach, they can feel not great, especially first thing in the morning. But if they have it with their breakfast, um, and, and it's never a great idea to have a ton of liquid while you're eating because that can also impact digestion too. But if you're just sipping it and having a little bit uh, with it, you might actually find that, uh, that it does better on uh, some food in, in, the, in your stomach. So that's something to be aware of as well. Not enough sleep. I know this seems obvious, <laughs> but how many people do you know and maybe it's it's you yourself, and I am raising my hand for this one over here, by the way. How many people do you know just simply don't spend enough time in bed? And then they're they're exhausted. We're we're exhausted. And we just kind of brush past that and we want to do all of the other things that could maybe help us feel better and, and less exhausted. But we just need to go to bed sometimes. And I'm gonna give you some tough love on this one because I have to give myself some tough love because unfortunately, oftentimes sleep is usually the first thing to go. When we're busy, when we're stressed, when we have lots of things on the go, lots of things to do, sleep is the first thing to get cut generally. Um, you know, all the other things, it, all everything else on the to-do list has to happen. So why not sleep less? It's just not going to work. And there are really serious long-term impacts from lack of sleep. Um, it's not just feeling exhausted. And, and, you know, if you're a new parent or something like that, I completely sympathize because unfortunately that's just a phase of life where, yes, there isn't a huge amount that you can do about it to some degree. Um, but if, if you can, you know, find ways to fit in naps or anything like that, definitely do that. But when I work with clients too, sleep is the first thing that we talk about because it's also not just about your the length of time you're spending in bed, how long you're actually in bed, but it's also looking at your quality of sleep. You can be in bed for 10 hours, but if you're having really shitty sleep, that's not helping you. So then we need to look at that a little bit more closely and look at why you're maybe not sleeping very well. Caffeine can be a big part of that, but there's other factors too. And when we're in times of very high stress, that's when people are also more likely to experience things like insomnia or just, you know, waking up a lot or, or very interrupted sleep. 
So that is something to absolutely pay attention to because when we're not sleeping very well, our bodies will not recover very well from workouts. Um, if you find yourself being sore for days on end afterwards, one of the big factors there is not enough sleep because that's when your body repairs itself the most. From a hormonal standpoint, that's when your body clears out, your, your liver's working extra hard overnight as you're sleeping and your body is clearing out all, all those excess hormones and stuff that you don't need. If you're not sleeping, you're not getting those beneficial effects. Ladies, especially, and guys too, but ladies in, in particular, your skin, your skin will suffer if you are not getting enough sleep. They call it beauty sleep for a reason. <laughs> it, really, all of these things, you know, they're sort of above and beyond the, the sort of fatigue standpoint. But if you're feeling exhausted all the time, there's only so much you can do to try and supplement and energize and all these other things. It, not getting enough sleep is a huge source of stress on the body. And that alone is enough to make you exhausted. And you need to be really honest with yourself because I actually, I focus on, on sleep so much with clients that on the intake form that I use to work with clients, I ask them about on average, how, how many hours of sleep uh, do they get? And then I ask a bunch of follow-up questions about, you know, quality of sleep and, and do you snore and all these types of things. And then I ask again, later in the form, uh, what time you go to bed and what time you get up. And the number of times I get conflicting answers, I'll get, you know, seven to eight hours of sleep is what they say the first time. And then when I look at the time that they go to bed and the time that they get up, it's actually more like five or six sometimes or some sort of discrepancy. So we, we just are being honest with ourselves too. I think that a lot of times we have this idea in our heads that we're actually sleeping more than we are. And we, we need to actually take a closer look at that because a lot of times we aren't getting as much sleep as we need to. And let's be honest here. Sometimes we aren't crossing off things in our to-do list and whatever. Sometimes we're, you know, binge watching things like Game of Thrones <laughs> and staying up late to do that. And I'm not bashing Game of Thrones because I'm a huge fan over here as well. But unfortunately, in the age of you know, Netflix and, and I mean, there's, there's lots of great TV shows out there. I'm sure it's really easy to go, okay, well, just one more, just one more episode. <laughs> and honestly, if, if you only have the energy in you to sit on the couch and watch TV, you need to just go to bed. If you only have enough energy that if you're just so exhausted that you only have enough energy for that social media scroll where 15 minutes, 15 minutes turns into two hours, then you just need to go to bed. If those types of things are the only things that you have energy for, your body is talking to you and you need to go to bed. So that is something that, that we need to get very clear on is sleep. Because the other thing is if you have particular body goals, whether you're trying to build muscle, whether you're trying to lose fat, um, you know, you can be doing all the right things, eating all the right things, uh, doing all the right workouts, uh, you know, all having the movement in your life, all of those things can be spot on. If your sleep is not spot on, if you are not getting enough sleep, not only will you not feel your best, but you won't look your best and you will not reach your goals. If you do reach your goals, it won't last if you continue to deprive yourself of sleep. So I know I'm spending a big part of this on sleep, but it is it is the most important one. This is the, the one that I really, really want to underscore for sure. Um, so the third one 
is exercise. And that can be various forms. That can either be too much exercise, yes, there is such a thing, or not enough exercise. So both of those are actually stressful on the body. Our, our bodies are meant to move. Our bodies are, are meant to be in motion. But if you're doing two hour workouts every day, either lifting heavy weights or you know running like marathon length distances all the time, and you're doing that every single day, that's a huge stress on the body. And that can actually start to contribute to you not sleeping well. Because your body is in such a high state of stress, you just can't even reach that, that quality level of sleep that your body so desperately needs to repair itself a little bit and, and to, to help you feel better so that you wake up feeling rested. And then not enough exercise as well. That's another huge one. If you aren't moving enough, if you're being a bit of a couch potato every day or, or maybe you have a desk job and, and you aren't able to fit in, uh, you know, at, at the moment you haven't been able to fit in workouts or something like that, at least see if you can start fitting in walks, you know, to, to fit in some sort of movement or get up from your desk more often or something like that. I was in the corporate world for years and I would actually set a little alarm on my computer to remind me to stand up every 15 minutes or so. And it sounds ridiculous, but those little things can make such a huge difference in the long run, such a huge difference. And, you know, purposely um, not making sure that you are refilling your water bottle. Where I worked, you had to you had to walk quite a ways to the other end of the building to get water. So I would try and do that more regularly, as regularly as I could. Um, double benefit, then I'm obviously drinking more. And just that extra little bit of movement can make such a difference. Such a difference. So that's huge. Either too much or not enough exercise. Both of those can really impact um, how not only how you're sleeping, but just feeling exhausted. Because you can start to just kind of feel lethargic exercising sort of the, the right amount, kind of that, that Goldilocks amount of, of the perfect amount of whatever, whatever that looks like for you, which can be a little bit different for everyone is going to energize you. It's going to, it's going to give you energy, but you're not going to feel so depleted from working out so much that you can't sleep. You, you feel like you can't really accomplish anything else in a day. Getting through a workout just feels like too much. And sometimes if you're not getting enough exercise, yes, it can take a push to get you to do that workout, to get yourself to do that workout, but the benefits can be tenfold. When you leave that workout, you feel amazing. You feel energized, you had a great sweat. That can actually increase your energy so much that you will just feel incredible afterwards. So that's something to really consider. Um, nutrition, I'm sure you knew I was gonna get to the nutrition side of things. So are you eating processed foods or are you eating lots of vegetables? And, and again, be honest with yourself. Like I'm not judging you here and you shouldn't judge you either. I don't want this. The point of this is not to, to judge yourself, to be harsh with yourself. I want you to really take a close look at this from just a more analytical standpoint, sort of taking a, a bit of a bird's eye view as to your current habits. And there's no need to beat yourself up over it or anything like that. If you're eating a particular way, and you're maybe not happy about it and you aren't necessarily feeling great about it physically either, then just be honest with yourself and take a look at why you're eating that way and how it's making you feel. And to start making some changes so that you can really get clear and notice what starts to work for you and what isn't, okay? So for example, let's say that typically in the average day you're having, um, 
some lots of fast food, uh, a huge amount of kind of like processed carbohydrates. What I mean by that are things like um, a lot of, you know, white bread, uh, donuts, like pastries, and or are you having things like salads and making sure that you get vegetables with most of all or most of your meals, like stuff like that is, is what we really need to look for. And if you're eating a ton of processed foods, that can make you feel really shitty. If, if you're just having, if you have a diet that is really full of that, and there's nothing wrong with those foods, as long as you're not eating them all the time. So I'm a huge proponent of making sure that you know, you're eating in moderation and that you're eating the foods you love. And, and if you're having those types of foods that you're really savoring them and enjoying them, but if you're having them all the time, that's going to make you feel not great. And it's really going to affect your energy. It's going to make you feel tired, exhausted, lethargic, fatigued, all of those things. And that's just where you know, we're not where you want to be. So something to really start to take a, a closer look at is adding in even just a, a couple servings of vegetables every day. So whatever you're eating currently, no need to necessarily make some huge change overnight because that's, that's typically a recipe for disaster, but adding in just a couple servings of vegetables and focusing, focusing on adding in as opposed to pulling out other things, because when you just add in, it doesn't feel as hard and it doesn't feel like you're depriving yourself. And then your body will also start to just naturally likely not want as many of the other foods that you're trying to maybe move away from because you're more full of things like vegetables, right? Vegetables are super fibrous. They've got all kinds of great things in them. Um, things like protein. This is huge too. This is one that I hadn't really touched on yet is if you're not eating enough protein, especially if you're somebody who, who works out or is someone who is trying to lose weight, anything like that, protein is going to be so important. And this is one that I find women in particular are often not eating quite enough protein. And that's a huge contributor as well. So protein and vegetables are really the two biggest things to focus on when it comes to nutrition. Um, I will say that for, for various reasons, but especially when you're feeling exhausted, you're feeling really tired all the time, what are you eating? And protein and vegetables are going to be a really, really big part of feeling your best when it comes to, to nutrition. Okay, so next one is, the next two actually are very, very related. So either overeating or undereating. And again, this seems like a bit of an oxymoron, right? Kind of like the exercise one, but overeating. Yes, of course, we know that there is such a thing as, as overeating it can make you feel, feel really lethargic. Think after, you know, a big uh, Thanksgiving turkey dinner or something like that. We blame that on the tryptophan and the turkey. <laughs> really, most of us have just overeaten a really carbohydrate heavy, rich meal. And I'm not bashing carbs. It's just that we typically for that type of meal, there's a huge number of carbs and we often will have a much higher number of carbs than we normally would in comparison to other macronutrients. And that can make us really sleepy. That can make us tired. That can make us feel like not moving <laughs> and just lying around on the couch groaning because we ate too much. So overeating is huge. That can be a really, really big problem for a lot of people. And it that's, I don't ever really recommend journaling your food, but again, being a little bit analytical about this. So taking a close look at, at what you're eating and being honest with yourself. Like you, do you feel good after you eat? Do you feel energized after a meal? Or do you feel like you need to take a nap? Because food should energize us. Just like a, just like a good workout, again, within reason, 
a, a great workout or, you know, a, a really delicious meal or something like that, those should energize us. We shouldn't feel like we need to go to sleep afterwards. So under eating is the other side of this. And again, this is something that I see a lot more often with women. And I have had issues with this in my, in the past. And, and I'm talking under eating unintentionally. So not, not eating disorders or, or anything like that. That's a separate issue, but just under eating sort of accidentally, um, a lot of women, a lot of us will do this completely by mistake and, and not even really realize it or pay attention to it. And that can be either in general, or it can be under eating particular macronutrients. So in, for some people, uh, again, especially women, carbohydrates, there's a lot of low carb diets out there right now. And I know that I said overeating too many carbs can, yes, cause you to, to be lethargic and stuff like that. Um, so I, I'm not trying to contradict myself because again, there's sort of this, this happy middle and finding that, that sort of middle area that's going to work for you. And what works for you isn't going to work for someone else either. So there's going to be a bit of a happy medium in here where you have to figure that out. You have to be a, a bit of your own detective to play around with a few things and see what's working and see what isn't. Because what works for your neighbor or your mother or your daughter or your girlfriend, that is not necessarily going to be the right choice for you. So when it comes to under eating, again, the first thing I typically look at is um, protein first is because again, that's, that's still usually the most important. And a lot of women do have a tendency I find to under eat protein. But the other one is often carbohydrates because a lot of us have this idea in our heads that carbohydrates are, are bad, they're terrible for us, we need to be avoiding them. And I'm calling bullshit on that because yes, some people do better on a lower carbohydrate diet. Some of us don't, truly. That can depend on your body type, that can depend on just how your body responds to carbohydrates, um, your level of exercise, all of those things can have a really big effect. And by the way, they can also affect your sleep. So carbohydrates in particular can have a really big effect on your sleep. And if you are under eating carbohydrates, it can actually really impact your quality of sleep in a negative way. So carbohydrates can actually, because carbs can have a bit of a sleep inducing effect, I will usually advise clients to um, try and, and pl to play around with anyway, if they're going to have particular types of carbs to have them at night as opposed to breakfast or lunch where you still have the whole day ahead of you where you need to keep going, you need to keep your energy up. And I advise them to have it at night instead because it can, for some people, it can actually help them sleep a little bit. So that's something to keep in mind as well. Okay, so on to the next, overstressed. This is huge and this is, again, one of the biggest things that I look for with clients. I, I have sort of this system in my head um, when I'm talking to them and, and when I'm looking at their intake forms is I, I sort of red flag all the different little levels of, of stress that I see everywhere. And this isn't necessarily just your average stress. I, I talk to so many people who tell me that they aren't stressed. And then we dig into it a little bit more. And there is a lot more stress than they maybe were admitting to themselves. So stress can come in all different forms. All of the things that I have listed so far are forms of stress for the most part. Depending on how they're affecting you, they can be stressful on the body. Then there's obviously things like emotional stress. You know, maybe you're having a, a tough time at work, or maybe you're having an issue with your kid, 
um, with your with your partner, something like that. All of these different things add up to stress. If you're not getting enough sleep, that is stressful on your body. If you are not getting enough exercise or if you're getting too much exercise, that's stressful on the body. If you are either overeating or undereating, that's stressful on the body. All of these things can create stress that really, especially over long periods of time, and unfortunately, so many of us are in a place right now where we are in stressful periods of time for long periods of time, and it just seems endless. It's just, you know, we, we get through one stress and the next one starts. And we have so much stress in our lives coming at us from so many different areas that it's exhausting. It is truly and utterly exhausting. And it causes such a level of fatigue that sometimes at some point you will start to feel like you can't even function anymore. And nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. But a lot of times we aren't being very honest with ourselves about how much stress we're under because we think, oh, you know, that that's just normal or, you know, so-and-so deals with it just fine. Or, you know, my, my friend, she, she has it so much worse. She's got so many things going on in her life. Uh, I have no reason to be stressed, but you probably do. And I think that something that we need to really look at there is having some compassion for ourselves because what is stressful for you is stressful for you. So just it, taking that comparison out of it, that's a trap that, that we can fall into that I feel like isn't talked about very much. And we need to just focus on us and it's okay to be stressed. That, that's okay. And to be stressed without comparing to someone else's stress in either a positive or a negative way. Just taking a look at what's really going on in your life, how you're feeling about it, how that's manifesting for you in your body and in your lifestyle and your habits, all of those things. If you're someone who feels like you're going through life like a bit of a zombie and you're getting very little sleep, you're living off caffeine, you never exercise, and your diet is not looking great. Of course you're going to be tired. Of course you are. And, and that all of those things combined add up to a far greater amount of stress than what you're already stressed about. Does that make sense? So it, it's really, it's a vicious cycle that we can get caught into. And I think that we need to just be really clear on the amount of stress that we are often under. And a lot of times it, it can be self-induced too. Yes, of course. Like if, if you have somebody, if, if you're someone who <clears throat> is gets anxious very easily or something like that, just that, that anxiety alone causes stress on the body. So that's when we need to start to do things like putting ourselves first sometimes. And that's not selfish, by the way. So self-care, lack of self-care was going to be uh, the next point. So this leads into that. And lack of self-care, I think that we have this whole idea that self-care is all about uh, massages and bubble baths and, and pedicures. And that's great. That stuff can certainly be qualified as, as self-care, but that can also feel incredibly daunting and unreachable. For some people, it's a financial reach that they can't quite hit. So that's obviously a huge factor that is not accessible to everyone. Um, maybe they don't have enough time either. Maybe they don't have somebody to babysit their kids while they go do that. All of those things can, can really make it feel like self-care is totally unattainable. I'm here to tell you that self-care doesn't need to look like that. Self-care can look completely different and it can be the most basic, small little things that you can build into your everyday life 
And it doesn't have to look like those things. It can take all kinds of different forms. It can be things like going for a quick walk in your lunch hour or walking around on the grass barefoot, hopefully season, season permitting, depending on where you're located. Uh, maybe you're just having a, a quiet cup of tea every morning or, you know, mid-afternoon or something like that. Hopefully an herbal tea if, if it's afternoon for sure, because we don't want to go overboard on the caffeine. Um, maybe you're just going to take time to read a few pages from a book or even things like knowing when not to work out. So I know I, I was talking about when to work out and you know how much and how much not to. And if you are exhausted and over, if you wake up one day, you had a really terrible sleep, you're exhausted, um, you know, maybe you, you didn't eat very well the previous day, you're super stressed, you have a big project coming up or something like that, don't work out. Don't push yourself to such a point where you're just at the level of exhaustion even more than you already are. That's when you'll just start to feel like absolute garbage. So those are the kinds of days when not working out is a form of self-care. And be honest with yourself, if you're just trying to like bail and procrastinate from doing a workout when you feel totally fine, that's a separate issue. But if you had, you know, if you only had a few hours of sleep and you just feel really shitty, skip the workout. And that is a form of self-care. Go for a little walk instead. If you can try and get into nature a little bit more, that can have an incredibly calming effect. So that can be really, really helpful as well to help reduce anxiety, reduce stress. So those can be super, super helpful. The other thing that I want to talk about is, well, for, for one thing, taking that time to do those little acts of self-care that will help you to show up as the best version of yourself. And that helps everyone else around you too. So by not taking that time for that self-care, you're doing not only yourself a disservice, but you're doing everyone else close to you a disservice as well. So definitely taking that time, it can be two or three minutes a day if you wanted to. It can be as, as little or as much as you want, as little, or, as little or as much as you can fit into your day. It doesn't have to take massive amounts of time. And the last one that I really want to talk about, this is a big one, is lack of fun or social time, lack of connection. This is such a big one. And again, I, I've learned this one the hard way. And, and yes, this does tie into exhaustion because again, we can get stuck in these, these habit loops of just, you know, going through our day, you know, eat, work, sleep, repeat, and just over and over and over again. And oh, we're, we're too busy to hang out. We're, we're too, you know, we, a friend will call us up and, oh, you know, I, I don't have time for that or must be nice to have time to do those types of things. No, 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 no. I, I'm again going to give you some tough love here because not taking time for those things, you are doing yourself so much harm. You're doing yourself so much harm and yes, it, I mean, of, of course, you have a full schedule. You have Lots of things going on. I get that. But connecting with others, none of us are meant to go through life alone. None of us are. We all need that support. So that will help reduce stress right there. Even just venting sometimes. Sometimes we just need to vent to somebody. I, over here right now, uh, as going from working with people in person for my entire life up to this point, to now working from home, and now I'm podcasting <laughs> to, to a wall, basically, <laughs> and just trying to imagine all of you out there listening, it's, things like that are, are hard. And I, I have noticed personally that I have had to really step up and make an effort to make sure that I am 
making dates with with friends and to you know get out with my partner or something like that so that I'm I'm getting that social time I'm getting that that fun you have to have an element of fun that's what life is all about none of this matters if we're not having any fun if you're just going through the motions every day if you just feel like you know every day is a chore what are you here for we we have to make sure to build that in because that's what life is all about that's the quality of life that I'm talking about that all of this leads to. If you're feeling so exhausted that you feel like you have no time for social time or fun or anything like that, make the time because take it from an introvert and a homebody <laughs> who would often rather stay at home. Uh, when you actually, even, even if you have to force yourself to go out, you will rarely ever regret it, truly. If you go out and have some amazing laughs with some girlfriends or, or something like that, it will be so worth it and you will be so glad that you did it. You will feel like a million dollars afterwards, like a completely different person. It can completely change the course of your day, your week, your month, and you have those, those memories to look back on. So it's like the gift that it just keeps giving. You know, the, the next time you get together with girlfriends, you can, you know, reminisce about how amazing it was that time. Or maybe you don't get out with friends that often. Um, so you, you make a date with them and then you have a great story to tell when you come home and, and, uh, chat with your partner. That can be a good one too, or getting out with your partner more often, having a date night, whatever that looks like for you, that, that fun and that social time is so, so key. And I just, I so encourage you to make the time, make the time and the effort. I know it's hard sometimes I do. The to-do list can seem endless. It can feel like, okay, I've got so many other more important things, but what is the most important? Because really, I feel as though the most important thing is experiences. And that's the gift that you can give yourself that doesn't have to cost anything either, other than some of your time. That's the only thing it costs you is some of your time. And yes, that can be a high price. But the benefits are so much higher than that, that it's absolutely worth it. So I just want to make sure that uh, that you're building that in because that's definitely something that I have been working on more as well over here. So I, th this has been, I know this has been a long list. I went on longer than I intended, but just to quickly recap, you may be exhausted and fatigued from too much caffeine, not enough sleep, just go to bed, <laughs> um, too much or not enough exercise, uh, nutrition. What are you eating? Are you overeating, undereating? Are you having uh, processed foods or are you having vegetables? right? And protein, all of those types of things. You're overstressed. That can be a huge factor in being uh, exhausted and fatigued. Putting everyone else first, lack of self-care, and lack of fun and social time. Those can all be such huge factors in why we just feel so exhausted. So I hope that this has helped you out and that this has given you some starting places because some of these things, while they can feel overwhelming, they're actually really, really small steps. And don't make all the changes at once. Do one at a time and see how it works for you and go from there. Experiment a little bit, play around with it, have fun with it. That's the whole idea, right? Is to really make sure that you're having fun. That's that's the biggest part that I wanted to, uh, to hammer home. So I'd love to see you guys in the Room to Grow podcast Facebook group. Um, I'm in there all the time chatting with everybody and uh, we have all kinds of stuff going on over there. It's a really engaged group and I just, I absolutely love it. So I'd love to see you over there. And I'll make sure to, to put that in the show notes. Um, and as well, if you could leave a, re a review on iTunes, that would be so, so helpful. 
It just means the absolute world to me. I read every single one and it also just gets the word out there about the show so that people can start living their best lives and growing into the best version of themselves. listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. Can you do me one favor though? Can you take a screenshot of this and tag me on social media? I would absolutely love to see who's listening and get to connect with you. And if you wouldn't mind leaving a review on iTunes, that would make a huge difference. It's really important to have those, those reviews so that we can get the word out there about the podcast, get more amazing guests on and get as much information out there as we possibly can together. Looking forward to growing with you.